With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode number 1,294. Yeah, getting real close to 1,300. It's a Monday, July 2nd. If you're listening to the day, this show is uploaded. Right next to me is... Kevin, I got one name. Kevin. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Everybody, 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 everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Uh, that's what I do. I go insane, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And we're doing that on a Monday. It is a Monday. Monday being uh, Kimmy's favorite day of the week, right? Monday, Monday. Oh, are you trying to sing like uh, maybe the Mamas and the Papas? Yeah. Uh, was that it? Yeah. Or Manic Monday? You going to try to do that one, maybe? No. Oh. Okay. By the way, the weekend has passed, in case you haven't figured that out yet, or you're just uh, waking up from the cave or wherever you ended up over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in some front lawn or something, and you got your earbuds in. Yes, it is a Monday. Or Uh, maybe you got the long weekend. Or possibly because of 4th of July weekend, right? Sure. Is it technically 4th of July weekend? It was? Yeah. Uh, Okay. And by the way, speaking of weekend, uh, be sure to check out our website, RileyandKimmy.com, and uh, even more importantly, our Facebook page. We have uh, pictures from the past weekend, right, Kimmy? Yeah. The Riley and Kimmy Show had some fun during the past weekend. We and did. Yeah, we sure did. You can check out videos and photos of that, and including a photo Kimmy uh, made fun of me uh, with a cosplayer, correct? <laughs> yep. uh, a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy Show, that's Princess Lamari. Uh, she was doing my favorite cosplay. She's one of the individuals who, what she that is her cosplay. Oh, she's amazing. Yes, she is. And, well, Kimmy was making fun of photo one I had with her. Your tie was a little bit crooked. Well, yes, and, and Kimmy decided just to point that out and just made a, made a fool out of me. That, that was okay. So we had to do a retake, Kimmy. Uh, yes, uh, a retake. And you can check out those. Uh, they're right on our uh, Facebook page. And, by the way, uh, you can really help out the show. You can help it grow by liking our Facebook page. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sharing it with your friends. Tell them about the Riley and Kimmy show, often imitated but never duplicated. We offer a brand new episode every single day as we venture into the world of nerdum and pop culture. That's right. Tell your friends, brand new show every single day. Every day. And where can you find that, Kimmy? At RileyandKimmy.com. Be sure to check out our event page on our website, which Kimmy just mentioned at RileyandKimmy.com. We have upcoming events listed right there. And by the way, one of those upcoming events that you will find is the Orlando Collecticon. I can't believe it's less than two weeks away. I know. I can't wait. Yes, it's happening in Altamont Springs at the Hilton, and we will be there. We... We've been invited, and a big thank you going out to the show promoter, 
Greg for inviting the yeah, Riley and Kimmy thank show. Thank you, thank you, Greg. And we will be, let's see, uh, uh, hosting, moderating a panel with Athena Finger, the granddaughter of co-creator of Batman, yeah, uh, Bill Finger, and she is featured prominently in a documentary about Bill Finger called Batman and Bill. You can check it out on Hulu. And she will be there, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, bringing some paintings too. She does paint Batman uh, material, and gorgeous work. Love her stuff, and she will be there to talk about Batman. So, uh, come on by. We'd love to see you there. Talk, uh, talk Batman, because it's really going to be a Batman-focused kind of event. And also, artist Chris King will be there, bringing beautiful paintings and a brand new comic book, Kimmy. Mm. Now, I've had the privilege, the honor of reading this comic book. I, oh. I saw it before it was published. He uh, he let me take a peek, and it is really good. And you can get this at the Orlando Collecticon. And by the way, there will be somebody very special, <laughs> a person who sometimes is invisible, but he will be visible on Saturday. He is a living, breathing cartoon. He will be at the Orlando Collecticon. Who will be at the Orlando Collecticon, Kimmy? George Lowe. If you untie me, I will. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh, Can can you just loosen the hands up a little? Oh, that is heaven. He will be uh, brought into the Orlando Collecticon, sort of like Hannibal Lecter in uh, Silence of the Lambs. They're going to wheel him in, and, and they have him right there. But he will be there, untied, unbound. And you can talk to George Lowe about cartoons about voiceover work, about Space Ghost, and game shows. He loves talking about game shows, too. And I believe he will be recording messages for your phone uh, or greetings for somebody, if you like. Check out the Orlando Collecticon's Facebook page for more details. And once again, big thank you going out to Greg for inviting us to this nerd event. We can't wait. It all starts 10 o'clock on Sunday, that's July 16th. That is going to be fun. It sure is. By the way, they have advanced tickets available right now. Uh, go right to the Facebook page, and you can purchase tickets ahead of time if you just want to save some time so you can get right into the the event. Free parking for this. Free parking. And for those under 16, it is free to get in. Kids are free to get in. All right. So that's going to be pretty cool, right? Yeah. And by the way, this convention will have tons of collectibles. If you're looking for that special thing from the past that you played with, that He-Man or maybe... Oh, I don't know, G.I. Joe or, uh, you know, Tonka. Yeah, you might find it there, lunchboxes, things like that. And you know what? There might be somebody with Barbies, too. Who knows? It'll be a lot of things. And you'll be able to find also those pop vinyls. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're there, too. So stop on by. The Orlando Collecticon, if you're vacationing in Central Florida during that weekend, very easy to get to from the theme parks. It's right off of I-4. Pretty easy to get to, right? Very easy to get to. Uh-huh. All right, Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Monday. I, I hope you're awake enough. Would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Yeah. If this is the first time you've heard us play Nerd and Pop Culture Trivia, we ask Kimmy some questions from the jumbled up timeline. It's all messed up. Yes, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, yep. Timeline's been scrambled. It's not linear. It is not chronological. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. Play along. Yell at your laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, or smartwatch, or whatever you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on, because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth and listen anytime. By the way, archived episodes available right now, all of them, on our 
website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Also, uh, right through our Facebook page, too. And that's the best way, by the way, to keep updated with the the uh, episodes is to, is to like our Facebook page. And you're, you get those you know those alerts every single day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. right there. Here we go, Kimmy. We got we to gotta open up the book here. <laughs> we got to go to the first part of Nerd Pop Culture Trivia for a Monday, July 3rd. Our question for you is movie-based as we kick things off. Give me the year that this film made its debut. It premiered in Los Angeles, or actually Hollywood to be specific. Tell me the name of the film, too. It was directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, and deals with a, an adventure in space. Can you tell me the name of the movie? Hmm, that must be Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. That's correct. By the way, there were a lot of people at nerd shops, comic book places, and stuff like that. I remember at the time, before this actually hit the screen, we're going, it's not going to be a very good movie. Marvel's going to fail on this one. They really are. It's going to be a bomb. We were hearing things like that, mm-hmm. and which uh, it wasn't the case. What year did Guardians of the Galaxy, within one year, premiere? Hmm, 2014? You got it exactly right. Next movie question, Kimmy. Remember, the timeline has been jumbled up. It's going to be, we want the year, we want the title of the movie. But we have a music clue for you from this film. This single was written for and featured in this movie. And by the way, it gave the band their first number one hit in the United States on the Billboard Hot 100. So we got a multiple part question. First, let's deal with a song. Tell me the name of the song and tell me... The recording artists who had their first number one hit because of a certain movie. Here's your clue. I think it's enough time there. You should be able to identify that hit. It should be quite easy for you. Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. Power of Love. What movie was that song written for and featured in? Back to the Future. Ah, that's right. Now, what year did that movie make its premiere in theaters? We will give you a plus or minus of two years. When did Back to the Future premiere? 1982? 1985. Can you tell me who the director of Back to the Future the series was Zemeckis. Uh, Zemeckis, I will accept that. Yes, you are right. Robert Zemeckis, sorry, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd was released on this date. Okay, uh, movie. I know you didn't see it when it was originally out, Kimmy. You were too. You weren't even actually. You weren't even walking on on planet Earth. You weren't even crawling on the rugs or anything back then. And eh, that's true. So I, I won't ask you about what it was like when that uh, was first released. Matter of fact, I did attend a radio station function for Back to the Future in, well, one of the stomping ground areas I was at at one time. And uh, I was with three different individuals. from. We had two radio stations back-to-back, an AM and an FM. And I was on the FM, and I was with two AM people. One of them hated it, and it wasn't me. Really? Yeah. One was like, I didn't like that movie. Yeah, you know, I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah. We're like, we're not, you're not going to see it again with us. Okay. <laughs> Moving back to the almanac that is jumbled up. It was on this date, 1890. Idaho became the 43rd state to join the United States of America. The year is 1922. Fruit Garden and Home magazine was introduced, but they said Fruit Garden and Home just does not work as a title. They decided to change it to something else that it is known today by. What was the change? What, what did it become? 
Better Homes and Garden. Yes, I know. You probably read that all the time. Yeah, you're exactly right. 1924, Clarence Birdseye founded the General Seafood Corporation. Yeah, Birdseye, you know, the vegetables and all that stuff. The year is 1939, and this was heard on radio. Ah, 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 don't touch that dial. Listen to... Yes. The comic strip Blondie went to radio for the very first time on CBS Radio, 1939 on this date. Kimmy, 1939, this speech was made. Tell me who the person is that made this speech. past two weeks, you've been reading about a bad brag. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Who is that, Kenny? Lou Gehrig. That's right, 1939. Uh, Some refer to it as the luckiest man speech. The year is 1940. This duo debuts on NBC Radio, this comedy duo. Bud Abbott and whom? Lou Costello. Yeah, you got it right. The year is 1945. The first civilian passenger car built since February of 1942. Three years, uh, no car being built was driven off the assembly line at Ford Motor Company plant in Detroit. Production had been diverted due to World War II. The year is 1958. Andy Williams' show premieres on ABC, but then it would bounce over to CBS and then NBC eventually. The year is 1962. He became the first African-American to be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Who is he? There's a stadium by his name in Daytona Beach, Florida. Jackie Robinson. That's right, Kimmy. The year is 1967. This group releases this song in the United States. Tell me the name of the song. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much higher. What is the name of that song? Light My Fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. And who recorded that song? Who had it as a hit in 1967? The Doors. That's right. The year is 1986. This president presided over a ceremony in New York Harbor that saw the relighting of the renovated Statue of Liberty. Who was the president in 1986? Ronald Reagan. Yes. Moving back to trivia, the year is 1987. Two men became the first hot air balloon travelers to cross the Atlantic. The year is 1989. See if you can guess it with no clue here of audio. The year is 1989. This movie set records, and it set a record of the quickest to earn $100 million in 10 days. The year is 1989. What is the movie? Oh, that's got to be Batman. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Give me the years 1989. This single is released. It peaks at number one in the Billboard Hot 100 singles, but it takes a while. It takes till September 9th, 1989. Tell me the name of the recording artist, the group. Who is this? Don't worry about because it won't take long. Put you in a chance with a funky song. Cause you gotta be hanging tough. Hanging tough. Hanging tough. 
Who is that? Who had that number one hit? Mm, I get the boy bands mixed up. Okay, give it a um, shot. You got a chance here. Who is it? It's not in sync. No. Who is it? It's not Kimmy? boys to men. Okay. You're still doing well. Process of elimination. Who is it? Um. I don't know. Is it New Edition or New Kids on the Block? New Kids on the Block. That's right. That's who it is. 1989. Moving over to Celebrity Birthdays. He was born in this date in 1906. Died 1972. At the age of 65, he committed suicide because he was developing dementia and he did not want to be a burden to anybody. He played on Batman. Two-part episode of Batman in 1966. He was Mr. Freeze. Never again to know the warmth of a summer breeze. Never to feel the heat of burning logs in wintertime. Revenge. That is what I need. Revenge! I will have revenge! And you might know him from The Jungle Book. He was the voice of the man-hating tiger. It's me, Shere Khan. I'd like a word with you, if you don't mind. Uh, no, I can't be bothered with that. I, I have no time for that sort of nonsense. But at the moment, I'm searching for a man-cub. Now, where do you suppose he could be? That is George Sanders, who also played Simon Templer, the saint in five films from the 1930s and 1940s, and plays in All About Eve. He has a fantastic role in that. I suggest checking him out, honoring him on this date. Next person born on this date, 1940, passed away 2012 at the age of 72. She was an American R&B and soul singer and songwriter as well. Best known for this 1965 hit. Yeah, Fontella Bass, born on this date, 1940. That song, Rescue Me, 1965. Kimmy, tell me the name of the character this person played on this show. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati w- yes, WKRP. The actress's name, and by the way, she's having a birthday today, is Jan Smithers. Tell me the name of the character. First name is all you need. You don't need the full name. On WKRP, who did Jan Smithers play? Bailey. London, Madrid, Bangkok, Moscow, Cincinnati. From the four corners of the world. From the news capitals at home and abroad. The day's headlines brought into focus. The issues and events that shape our time. WKRP, information beacon of the Ohio Valley presents... Les Nessman and the News. Good evening. Les Nessman is not here. I'm Bailey Quarters, and here's what's happening. New scandal in our nation's capital. While right here at home, Cincinnati City Council copes with union demands. Details right after this. More coffee, Harold? Why, thanks. That's funny. He never wants another cup of my coffee. That's because your coffee stinks, Harold. How am I doing? Terrific. Great. You sure? Oh, yeah. No problem. (laughs) That's right, Kimmy. Bailey Quarters, Jan Smithers played that character. 
She is 68 today. Next person born in this date, 1952, died 2004 at the age of 52. A singer had a lot of hits in the 1980s. Here is one of them. Is that who had a hit called Self Control? Laura Branigan. That is right. Was that a number one hit on the Pop 100? I would say yeah. No, it was not. It was a number four hit. That is Self Control. Moving over to talk show host having a birthday today. That is Montel Williams. He is 61. See if you can identify this actor having a birthday and then tell me how old he is. You have a margin of error of one year. Actor known for playing the character Ethan Hunt. In the Mission Impossible film series, he was married to actress Nicole Kidman and then Katie Holmes. Tell me who he is. Tom Cruise. Yes. How old is Tom Cruise today? Within one. Um, 50? He is 55 today. Next question. Who was he married to longer, Nicole Kidman or Katie Holmes? Um, I'm going to say Katie Holmes. Nicole Kidman, married, oh. married to, from 1990 to 2001, and Katie Holmes, 2006 to 2012. Moving over to another section of trivia. I see dead people. It is notable deaths. The year 1969, this person passed away. He was one of the founders of the Rolling Stones. Can you tell me who it was that died in 1969? Brian Jones. That's right, died at the age of... 27 in England. Do you think he uh, just had an accident and ended up uh, in the pool? Do you think mm. somebody uh, may have been a little wanting to get rid of him? What do you think? I don't know. That's a mystery to some people. They're like, well, I think somebody else, you know, I think somebody did it. It wasn't an accident. The year is 1971. The lead singer of The Doors dies in Paris, or does he? Who is it? Uh, that would be Jim Morrison. How old is Jim Morrison in 1971 when he, well, when he disappears or dies? 27? Yes, he is 27. 1978 saw the passing of actor James Daly, died at the age of 59. That's known for his role on the TV show Medical Center. He played the boss of uh, Chad Everett's character. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you've ever seen that show, Kimmy. But he's really known to nerds for portraying Mr. Flint an immortal human being, on an episode of Star Trek back in 1969. Space, the final frontier. The year is 1986. Rudy Valley dies at the age of 84. American singer, saxophonist, and actor. He was one of the first modern pop stars uh, actually, for teen idols. He he was loved. And he appeared in the 1960s Batman television series as the villain Lord Fogg. And in 1971, made a television appearance as a vindictive surgeon in Night Gallery. And he toured, and this would have been a trip to see, with a one-man theater show into the 1980s. Occasionally, the, he was the opening act for the village people. Wow. And he passed away. Yeah, I yeah, know. I bet that was a trip. He passed away in 1986 at the age of 84. Next individual, identify who this is. This person who passed away on this date died at the age of 76. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who the voice actor is 
and he was on camera as well with other roles. What is the name of the cartoon, first of all, Kimmy? Mr. Magoo. Yes, and who was the voice of Mr. Magoo? Jim Backus. And tell me the TV show that, uh, well, he was immortalized. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, playing whom? Mr. Thurston Howell III. Yes, you're right. And he was also in movies. He was in Rebel Without a Cause. He plays James Dean's dad. He's a really, he's a wimpy guy in that thing. That's something to check out. And did a lot of other work, too, on television, too. Like I Married Joan, he was a part of that show, which I'm sure you've never seen, Kimmy. Mm-mm. I don't know many uh, retro stations that have ran it over the course of time, but I have seen that. I'm well aware of that show, too. Mr. Magoo. That's uh, Jim Backus. Passed away on this date, 1989. Don Drysdale died 1993 at the age of 56, an American professional baseball player and television sports commentator. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1984. The last of the three Stooges dies of pneumonia at the age of 83 on this date in 1993. That's Curly Joe Dorita. And the year is 2012 that this person passed ways at the age of 86. Kimmy, identify who he is. He starred in a movie that, well, I recommend watching today because, well, back in 1957, it was way ahead of its time. It is accurate today in the world of politics and broadcasting. He stars as Lonesome Rhodes in a movie called A Face in the Crowd. Who is that person who passed away on this date in history, Kimmy? Andy Griffith. That's correct. Powerful performance. A Face in the Crowd, 1957. (laughs) Oh, Lonesome Rhodes. Look out for him. He's mean. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andy Griffith, another sensational newcomer from Ilya Kazan, who brought you Marlon Brando and James Dean and Carol Baker. of the people. Bye! Bye, Lucy! So long, Luther. You're right to me now. I'll be thinking of you, good people. Boy, I'm glad to shake that dumb. Don't, don't try to play the noble defender of the sanctity of marriage with me, Papa Man. I know where you've been some of those nights when Betty was waiting up for you. You know, you hit me and it'll be all over the papers as much as the people love you tonight. You're they can fired. Hit you. I'm not just an entertainer. I'm an influence, a wielder of opinion, a force. A force. Oh, if they ever heard the way that psycho really talks. They're my... I own them. They think like I do. But they're even more stupid than I am. (laughs) So I gotta think for them. One of the greatest characterizations ever put on the screen in the whole history of motion pictures. Maybe I'm just a country boy. (laughs) But if the president... 
tries to stop me, I'll flood the White House with millions of telegrams. Facing a Crowd, 1957. Uh, I really recommend that, don't you? That's an excellent film. Yes. Pow- powerful movie. By the way, Lee Remick makes her film debut in that. She uh, She's very young, and she plays uh, Andy Griffith's character's uh, wife, young wife. I mm-hmm. mean, like, real young wife. <laughs> but it's accurate for today, the things that they talk about, advertising and, and politics and media and stuff. And, Kimmy, don't reveal this, but I, I just... Tell the truth here. I worked with somebody who was quite like him, correct? The mm-hmm. Lonesome Roads character. Yes. <laughs> so uh, for me, it's a it's a, a treat. And if you are interested in the world of broadcasting, radio, and television, it's something to check out. That is A Face in a Crowd, 1957. Now, he started a movie in 1958 that would actually – he would tap into and use it for Gomer Pyle, the character. And the movie is called No Time for Sergeant. Hey, listen, man. At home, we got a little old radio on the porch. Whenever it won't work, Pa just spits in the back of it and walks it a good and it works every time. Hey, there you are. She's a worker. She's a worker. Hey. Hello? 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 If you get somebody, be careful what you say. It might be the enemy. What enemy? I, I, I don't know, but be careful. Okay. Hello? Hello? Yeah, Andy Griffith there would uh, use that character, that what he portrayed in No Time for Sergeants, and adjust it and create a Gomer Pyle for Jim Neighbors. That movie is worth checking out. It, it, yeah, it's dated a little bit, but it's fun to see him in that with Nick Adams, who is there with him. And it is also the first time he teams up with Don Knotts. He appears in that film, too. So if you want to see what is going to be the Andy Griffith show in just a short period of time, you'll kind of see it right there. And uh, it is really cool. And you get to see the range of Andy Griffith. And I think it's very sad that when you hear that trailer and you hear, you know, the film director had brought us uh, Marlon Brando and... Andy Griffith was big, yes, with television, but film not. And he he sings in the movie like a face in a crowd. You get to see that whole range. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. And yes, he played on the Andy Griffith show as Andy Taylor from 1960 to 1968. And then, Kimmy, he was on a legal drama that Better Call Saul refers to. Can you tell me the name of the legal drama Andy Griffith was part of from 1986 to 1995? Matlock? Yes. Yes, that's right. Moving back to notable deaths. It was on this date, 2016, this American actress died at the age of 95. She played Lois Lane in the movie serials of Superman, 1948 and 1950, but she was the second to play it on the TV series in the 1950s, The Adventures of Superman. Phyllis Coates played it for the first season and then was replaced with her. Who is she? Noel Neal. That's right. You had the pleasure of meeting her a few years ago mm-hmm. um, in Orlando. Yes. And she, if you have a sharp eyes, in the 1978 Superman movie. She's also in the 1980s TV series Superboy. And she's in the 1990s Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman TV show. And 2006, the film Superman Returns. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job with today's trivia, especially since it's a Monday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, way to go. Yes, Woo-hoo. yeah. I think we're going to honor something from trivia with the golden age of radio. Radio was 
It's O'Reilly and Kimmy show. We well, we mentioned that Blondie was heard on CBS radio for the very first time on this date in 1939. I thought we'd go back in time to, well, honor Blondie with a couple of Golden Age episodes. These are fantastic. Arthur Lake, who would eventually go to, t- uh, well, he would go to movies first. Those are what he's really known for, 20-some movies that he did as uh, Dagwood Bumstead. Mm. And then he did the first version of the TV series of Blondie. But he also owned the character on radio for a long time. Here's two episodes of Blondie, back-to-back, uninterrupted. And by the way, I, I, I really don't have to say this, but this is safe for all years. Anybody, all ages can hear this. It's, it's definitely safe for the entire family. Here's Blondie on the Riley and Kimmy Show. <laughs> Ah, uh, 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 don't touch that dial. Listen to... Blondie! Yes, folks, it's another half hour of fun with Blondie and Dagwood, brought to you by the Colgate Palm Olive Tea Company, makers of the new Super Suds with Pi Ray, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while it cleans your teeth. <laughs> Last week, the Riley Brothers Circus came to town and Dagwood promised to take Cookie and Alexander. But as the days went by, Dagwood forgot all about it. So one morning before Dagwood came down to breakfast, Alexander said to Blondie, Mom, which pop going to take us to the circus? Well, I don't know, Alexander. Your father's been very busy at the office this week. He promised to take us. Well, Cookie, why don't you and Alexander use the power of suggestion on your father? What's the power of suggestion? Oh, you just hint around about the circus until suddenly your father gets a brilliant idea. What idea? To take you to the circus. Oh, but that's our idea. Yeah. Well, believe me, children, it'll work a lot better if you let your father think it was his idea. Well, sounds kind of goofy to me, but we'll do it. Hey, is breakfast ready yet? Daddy's coming downstairs now. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, son, the power of suggestion, but don't be too obvious about it. Okay, Mom. Oh, boy, I'm starved. Here I come, ready or not. Oh, oh Dagwood, you're not dressed. You forgot to put on your trousers. It, oh, yeah, that's what I said. Here I come, ready or not. Huh? Hi, Mom. Good morning, Daddy. Oh, hi, kids. Uh, well, what's new, huh? Mm-hmm. Sit down, dear. Your breakfast will be ready in a minute. Okay, Blondie. <laughs> Pop? Yes, Alexander? We want to try the power of suggestion on you. You do? Yes. We suggest you take us to the circus. Uh-huh. Be quiet. Now, now, look, kids. Be, be quiet and let, let your pop read the paper, please. Mm-hmm. Here's your breakfast, honey. Oh, thanks, dear. Mm-hmm. Did you see this big ad in the paper, Pop? Yeah, pass us all, please, Cookie. Which ad is that, Alexander? It says, Riley Brothers Circus. Educational enjoyment for every child. Yeah, yeah, cream and sugar, too, Cookie. Yeah. Fine tingling thrills for kids from six to Yeah, years. boy, these eggs are just right, Blondie. Mm-hmm. 150, that's the fine ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. 40 marching elephants. Yeah. 50 lions and tigers. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is good coffee, Blondie. 60 beautiful girls. 60. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just got a brilliant idea. What is it, Pop? Let's all go to the circus tonight. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Gosh, Pop, you're swell. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Alexander. But I don't mind if you say it. <laughs> Holy smoke, look at the time. I got to leave right away, Blondie. Oh, oh wait, Daddy. Yes, don't go yet. Don't go yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, honey, you sort of hate to see me go out the door, don't you, huh? Yes, dear. 
Particularly without your pants on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta hurry. I'll be right down. We're going to the circus. We're going to the circus. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was all his idea. Gosh, that part of suggestion really worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lunch ready? Almost, Alexander. Go upstairs and wash your hands and face. Oh, gee, do I have to? Yes, you have to. Hmm. Oh dear. What's that peculiar odor? I don't smell anything. Oh. Well, where were you all morning, Alexander? Over Jimmy Dexter's house. Oh. Well, go on upstairs and wash your hands and face. Oh, gee, Mom, I just washed my hands and face this morning. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what in the world that is. Why, Jimmy Dexter and I had fun this morning. We were playing circus with his pet billy goat. <laughs> well, I'm not wondering anymore. <laughs> so you and Jimmy were playing with a billy goat all morning. Yeah. Alexander, I've changed my mind. Huh? Don't go upstairs and wash your hands and face. Okay. Go upstairs and take a long, hot bath. <laughs> oh, my. Circus tonight? Okay, I'll take a bath. Oh, can I ask you something first? Well, what do you want to ask me? Can I have Jimmy Dexter's billy goat? Why? Does he want to get rid of it? His father does. <laughs> if I had it, I could start my own circus. Heaven forbid. Besides, what do you think your father would say about your having a billy goat? Well, couldn't we keep it a secret? I'm afraid things like that have a way of getting around. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee whiz, I don't see what's so terrible having one billy goat. Remember, you and Pop were kids once. What? Well, you haven't always been old. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, I guess it just seems that way. <laughs> Why can't I have it, Mom? Mm, you'd better ask your father about having a billy goat, Alexander. Well, Pop says yes. What will you do? I'll just pray for a strong wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Bumstead? It's where Corporal Julius Dithers hangs out? Joe Clot. <laughs> Sergeant Joe Clot. <laughs> remember, Julie? <laughs> I'll say I remember. I haven't seen you since the Army in 1918. Yeah, you were a corporal and I was a sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> remember that last leave in Paris? Wow. Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Joe Clark. Yeah? Been a long time. What are you doing in town, anyway? Tigers Club convention starts today. Tigers Club? Oh, sure, you know, Tigers Club, like the Lions Club, the Elks, the Moose. Oh, sure, Tigers Club. Yeah. What's that? Oh, that's our club greeting. <laughs> hey, why don't you join the Tigers Club, Julie? I'll get you an invite. Oh, I don't know, Joe. Oh, it's good for business. You meet a lot of fellas. Swell blowouts get to go to the convention. Might be a good idea, then. Oh, sure it is. Well, uh, could my assistant be a member, too? His name's Bumstead. Well, sure thing. Hey, why don't you and Bumstead be my guest tonight? Well, what's tonight? The Tigers Club Stag Banquet. Stag Banquet? Sure. You know, Julie, Stag Banquet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second, I'll call Bumstead. Okay, Corporal Dithers. As you were, Sergeant Clotz. <laughs> Bumstead, come in here. Oh, uh, did you call me, Mr. Dithers? Bumstead, meet my old buddy, Joe Clotz. Mm -hmm. We were in the Army together in 1918. Oh, glad to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> what were you in, the K-9 Corps? <laughs> 
Of course not. Joe was a major and I was a general. Oh. <laughs> a general? Mr. Giddings, you, you told me before that you were an admiral. What? Oh, well, yes. I was an admiral general. Oh. <laughs> I, I was just telling Julie Bumstead that you and him should join the Tigers Club. Yeah, Joe has invited us to be his guests at the Tiger Stag Banquet. Huh? Oh, that, that's great. Now, let me see. There was something... Yeah, it seems like there was nothing I was supposed to do tonight. Oh, uh, nonsense, Bunny. I didn't give you any homework tonight. No, you didn't. But well, wait a minute. I must have been thinking of last night, yeah. Well, I'll call Blondie and ask her if I can go with you, huh? You mean ask your wife if you can go? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. said the trouble with you is you don't stand up for your rights. Mm. Make your own decisions. Mm. What are you, a man or a mouse? Assert yourself. Be like me. Yeah, well, I don't like to be a rat. I... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, come on, Bumstead. If you don't go, you're going to miss a lot of fun. Bumstead, this is an order. You have to go with us. Yeah, well, I still don't think I should go without telling Blondie. You have to go. I won't go. All right, you're fine. All right, I'll go. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> I promise you, it'll be a circus. Oh, boy, this will be a circus. Oh, circus. Hey, that's just where I was going to go tonight. I was going to take Alexander and Cookie to the circus. Now, oh, my, if I don't take them, I'll... Be a flop as a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, Blondie. Uh, this is the first chance, dear, that I've had to uh, phone you. Yeah. Well, you see, Mr. Ditter is making me have dinner with a bunch of tigers. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so you and the children go ahead, and I'll meet you at the circus later. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you in front of the sideshow where they had that, that dancer, Little Egypt. What? Well, if that's the way you feel, dear. Yes, okay, then look for me by the monkey cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Goodbye. What'd she say? She said for me to wear a hat. <laughs> hey, guess what, fellas? I just found out we're going to march into the circus behind our tiger band. Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, say, do you Dithers play any band instrument? Uh, well, Mr. Dithers blows his own horn a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, come on, fellas, let's get going, huh? Boy, I can't get to this circus soon enough. Uh, I'll march any place you want me to except in front of the trombones. <laughs> wonder what's keeping your father. Do you think I should go down to the monkey cage and look for him? Oh, Cookie, is that a nice thing to say? Well, he might be sharing a few peanuts with us. Oh. Hey, look, here comes another band. With a lot of clowns behind uh-huh. us. And look at that big tiger. The way he stands in the middle. Hmm. I'll bet if he had one of pop sandwiches, that sand would really drag. <laughs> oh, your father would love this. I wish he were here. What happened? Look, huh? Mom. Oh, those are men wearing a tiger costume. And look, children, the man in front is grabbing the man in back and, and trying to stuff him into the lion's cage. Hey, Mary. Hi, huh? It's Mr. Gibbons. In our cop. Oh, oh, come on, children. I don't know how your father got into this, but we're going down there and get him out of it. <laughs> Dear, home at last. Yeah. Boy, that was 
was a swell circus I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And, Pop, you were funnier than any of the other clowns. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I suppose. Now, now, let's be quiet. Cookie's sound asleep. Uh, where, where do you want me to put her, Blondie? Here, give her to me. I'll take her upstairs and put her together. Oh, I'll carry her upstairs. No, never you. mind. Never mind. Here, now, come on. Give her to me. Now, you'd better rest after your strenuous evening. Yeah. Shall we go in the kitchen and have something to eat? Well, I didn't eat much supper, so I'd be able to eat a lot of popcorn. Mm. And then I didn't get much popcorn. Mm, yeah, well, okay, come on, Alexander. I'll fix you a nice sandwich. Come on. Mm. Mm. While I'm at it, I think I'll make one for myself. Mm. See, I think I'll make a Bumstead number three special. Gee, that's got to get rid of his ghost. Can I have it? Oh, it would be too hard to take care of, Alexander. Oh, no, it wouldn't, Pop. I'd take good care of yeah. it. Now, let's see. Now, what will I put in my sandwich? Pickled herring, horseradish, salami, onion, little Limburger cheese, little peanut butter to sort of cement it together. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let's see now. What else will I have in that sandwich? And all that gold is eat is wood and paper and tin cans. Yeah, well, it's a wonder the fool things don't get sick putting that mixture in their stomach. Huh? <laughs> oh, gee, Pop, can I have them? I, I don't think you'd better, Alexander. You don't think you'd better what, Dad? Uh, I don't think Alexander should have a billy goat, Blondie. Well, I didn't think you would. Mm. In fact, I'd just assume you didn't even play with that goat, Alexander. After you've been around it for a while, you... you... Well, I just assume you didn't play with it. Yeah. Well, gosh, if that's the way everybody feels, I guess there's nothing for me to do. Leave home and join a circus. Yeah. Uh, leave home? Just because you can't have a billy goat? Yeah. I guess I better leave. Hmm. Oh, but Alexander, you can't do hmm. that. So you're going to run away and join a circus, huh? Imagine a bumstead being in a circus. Hmm. No, no, no. No, no. A uh, bumstead in a circus. It, mm-hmm. ah. Alexander, uh, when do you think that you'll be leaving? Huh? Oh, well, tonight, I guess. Mm, tonight, huh? I know it's a hard thing to do, but I'll just have to be a man and make my own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander, uh, take a little look outside. Yeah. It is pretty dark. And no place to sleep, either. Mm. Okay, if you want me to stay tonight, I won't leave home until the first thing in the morning. The first thing in the morning, huh? Yeah, the first thing after breakfast. We'll return to Dagwood, Blondie, and Alexander in just a minute. New Super Touch contains Pyrate, better than sunshine any day. Gets washed white and colors bright. Notice that we didn't finish our Super Touch jingle? Well, you write the last line for that jingle, and you may win a new 1949 Ford. So get new Super Suds from your dealer. Ask him for complete official rules and entry blanks for the big Super Suds jingle contest. <laughs> Alexander's packing his suitcase. He is? What for? Well, don't you remember what he said last night? He's leaving home to join the circus. Oh, stop worrying, dear. Now, just act like we're not going to try to stop him, see? He won't leave home. I know Alexander. He won't even go out of his room today. Well, bye, folks. Yeah, goodbye, Alexander. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. Where, where, where are you going? I'm leaving home. I guess. 
Of course, if you and Mom really want me to stay... Oh, no, no, no. We've changed my mind. <laughs> we uh, don't want to stand in your way. Oh, you wouldn't be standing in my way, Pop. Oh, no, you wouldn't be standing in his way, Dad. No, Blondie, no, dear. Alexander's made his decision, and I wouldn't want to interfere. Oh. Um, what have you got in your suitcase, Alexander? Oh, I just took the important stuff. Only the things I really need. Mm. What things? Well, my water pistol. Oh, yeah. Everybody should take a water pistol when they go on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> and my butterfly clip. Yeah, you'll need that, too, all right. Yeah. And my baseball bat. A baseball bat. <laughs> in that tiny little suitcase? How'd you get a baseball bat in there? I saw it in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that should fit, I guess, yeah. Well, 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 well... I guess I'd better get started if I'm going to join the circus. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, but you're going to eat breakfast first, aren't you, Alexander? Well, if you really want me to stay, you Mom. Know, sure, we want you to stay <clears throat> till after breakfast, I mean. Huh? Oh, sure, till after breakfast. <laughs> Where is he, Dagwood? Yeah, well, he's coming down now, Blondie. He, he went up to pack his suitcase again. Oh, Dagwood. Yeah. Do you think we should let him leave? Now, don't worry. He won't go far. He'll come back. Just don't let him think that we're concerned. He has to realize that he can't get things by threatening to leave home. Oh, I guess you're right, dear. Oh, sh- here he comes now. Let's just go on eating our breakfast. All right, all right. Well, I guess I'll get going. Um, mm. Okay, Alexander. Goodbye, Mom. Bye, Pop. Boy, it's been nice living here. Mm-hmm. Too bad I had to end this way. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Alexander. So long. Well, well, there he goes. Oh, gee, Mom, don't cry. I'll stay. Well, uh, I'm not crying, Alexander. Oh, you're not? Uh-uh. Well, I guess I'll be going. Bye, folks. Yeah, goodbye, Alexander. There he goes again. What'd you say, Pop? <laughs> I, uh, said goodbye, Alexander. Oh, so, uh... Hmm. Hey, that, that's funny. Yeah. I, I know Mr. Ditters must be in his office. I'd, I'd better look. Oh, good morning, Mr. Ditters. Well, how do you feel after last night, huh? Oh, oh my head. No. <laughs> I know, but how do you feel? Oh, oh, oh my head. <laughs> How's your buddy, Joe Clark? Oh, his head, too. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's too bad. I guess it's a good thing Blondie took me home. Bum said I feel awful. Oh, my head. Mm. Shut the door, Bum said. Okay, J.C. <laughs> Oh, you have to slam it? No, my ears are ringing. No, no, no. That's the phone, Mr. Diddy. I'll get it. Hello? Oh, yes, Blondie. What? You think Alexander's really gone? Oh, my. This is all my fault, Blondie, dear. Okay, I'll find out where the circus went to today and see if he's there. Goodbye. What's the matter? Alexander, well, he's left home to join the circus and I've got to go find him. Oh, that's nothing new. What? Every boy wants to run away and join the circus at some time or other. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was seven. I told my father that for two cents I'd run away from home. Uh, what happened? The easiest two cents I ever made. <laughs> See, I, 
I, I wonder where the circus went to. Oh, I think it's in Sheridan City today. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and find your little bumlet. <laughs> I wonder when I can get a bus for Sheridan City. Hey, that looks like Mrs. Bob Orpington's big long limousine coming this way. Hey, Mrs. Bob Orpington, hey! <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Bob Orpington. Oh, Mrs. Orpington, hello, hello there, dear boy. <laughs> How, How are you? You don't, uh, you don't happen to play violin, do you? Uh, oh, hey, no, no, I don't. Oh, how too bad. You know, this morning I went to the gymnasium for a little exercise. Oh, they have the handsomest new gym instructor. He left me simply breathless. <laughs> oh, he did? Yes, he hit me in the stomach with a medicine ball. Hey, uh, what did you do? What did I do? Mm. Well, I did what any well-bred person would do. I turned blue. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, dear? Oh, uh, not too good. Oh, you look very good to me. So, uh, strong, so handsome, so, uh, Gregory Peckish. (laughs) But, uh, but, uh, what's the uh, trouble? Uh, Well, my son wanted to run away from home, you see. Oh? Uh, And he, well, he wanted to join a circus or get a billy goat, and I told him that he'd have to choose between the goat and me, so he took the goat. (laughs) You know... I ran away from home when I was ten. Did you want a billy goat? No, I wanted a minky coat. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Where are you going? Uh, Can I drop you anywhere, dear boy? Well, I've got to get to the circus at Sheridan City and find uh, Alexander and bring him home. Well, hop right in, hop right in, and I'll take you there, dear boy. Oh, thank you. Oh, you know, uh, uh, my late husband, Mr. Bob Orpington, the man who invented the chicken, you know. Ah, yeah. He... He always used to say, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home if you can't find any other place open. Are you still here? I thought you'd left home to join the circus. Well, I just came back to tell you goodbye. Well, you told me that at breakfast. Well, I was thinking, maybe I could forget about Jimmy Dexter's Billy Goat. Oh, really? If I didn't have to wash my hands and face every time I eat. Uh-uh, uh-uh, nothing doing. As long as you live in this house, you'll have to wash your face and hands before you sit down to the table. Well, I guess I'll get started. I'll go up and say goodbye to Pop. All right, you go up and... Oh. Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? Well, your father's gone to the circus at Sheridan City. He has? Yeah. Gee, is he going to wag the tail of the tiger again? Oh, never mind that. He's looking for you. Then I guess we better start looking for him. Come on. Well, we certainly don't want Pop to run away and join a circus, do we? No, sir, Alexander. But we better get him quick before the circus hires another clown. Just about everywhere for him. 
Well, if you were a Dagwood looking for an Alexander, where would you go? Well, I guess maybe I'd be where they feed the animals. Let's go look. Okay. Hey, mister, give them the peanuts, not the shells. Oh, hey, do I have to? There he is, Mom. You're right, Alexander. You, Dagwood. Hey, Pop. Hey, 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 Sonny, come, come, come here, Sonny. Have you seen a little boy around here named Alex... Uh, oh, Alexander, it's you. It sure is, Pop. Oh, oh, Alexander, my little old boy. I found you at last in Blondie. Yes, Dad, we're mm-hmm. here. Look, dear, I just found Alexander. <laughs> I thought to myself, where would I go at the circus if I were Alexander? So I came here, and sure enough, I found him. Look. We were looking for you, too. Pop? Oh, yeah. I knew you'd get lonesome for your old pop. <laughs> well, right now, I'm not sure who was looking for whom. <laughs> but we'd better get home for dinner. Oh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Mom, as soon as we get home, will you remind me of something I have to do right away? What's that, Alexander? I want to go upstairs and wash my face and ask for supper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go away, folks. The bum will be back in just a moment. Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. No other toothpaste does a better job of cleaning teeth than Colgate Dental Cream. For Colgate Dental Cream has a safe polishing agent that cleans your teeth both gently and thoroughly. Brings out their natural sparkle and beauty. You can actually see and feel the difference. So see if you don't agree with the millions who have made Colgate Dental Cream America's favorite toothpaste. And always use Colgate Dental Cream after you eat and before every date to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Are you all tucked in comfy now? Mm-hmm. Good night, Alexander. Good night, Mom. We're certainly glad you decided not to run away. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> Alexander, you really were a big help in finding your father. I know, Mom. But don't tell Pop. Oh. It might spoil his fun. He really thinks he found me. Touch that dial. Listen to. <laughs> yes, folks, it's another half hour of fun with Blondie and Dagwood, with Arthur Lake as Dagwood, Ann Rutherford as Blondie, and Hanley Stafford as Mr. Dithers. Blondie and Dagwood in just a minute, but first a word from the Ford Dealers of America. Again for 1950, Ford has won the Fashion Academy Gold Medal Award as Fashion Car of the Year. Listen to what Mr. George I. Hutchings, a fireman from Des Moines, Iowa, one of the more than 230,000 happy owners, said about his 50 Ford. I was surprised a low-priced car could have the room and beauty inside that my 50 Ford has. I was expecting that only the most expensive cars would have that much space and would look as rich. With the style on the inside equal to that on the outside... I can see now why my friends told me to get a new Ford. The smooth power and pep of that V8 engine and the comfort of driving my 50 Ford makes me the proudest car owner in town. Comments like that are heard every day by Ford dealers. 
But we want you to prove for yourself that the new 1950 Ford is the one truly fine car in its field. The classified phone directory will give you the name of your nearest Ford dealer. Or perhaps you know him personally. Call him tomorrow and ask for a test drive in the new 1950 Ford. Feel its comfort. Hear the purr of its mighty V8 or 95 horsepower 6. See its many big car features. Yes, see, hear, and feel the difference yourself. Test drive the new 1950 Ford tomorrow. And now for our weekly visit with your neighbors, the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue. Well, it's about 6 o'clock in the evening in the Bumstead household. Dagwood has just come home from the office, has taken his usual dive for the couch, and is lying there all unraveled as Blondie tells him what happened during the day. And then at 4 o'clock, Alexander's school teacher, Miss Ellerby, called yeah, out. Yeah, and she said she was keeping Alexander after school. And said that she was keeping... How did you know? <laughs> well, uh, last night, Alexander got me to teach him my good old one-two punch. <laughs> You're encouraging him to fight, Dagwood. Oh, oh, shame on you. Oh, no, I'm not. But I'll bet he's passing out of a few black eyes that he owes to a few of his friends on his way home. <laughs> I wish I was young again. Boy, would I get into trouble. Well, I don't think he's been fighting. You know, he's a bumstead, and I'll bet he's been fighting. What do you bet? Mm, well, I'll bet. Mm, okay, if he hasn't been fighting, I'll do the dishes tonight. Now, if he has been fighting, you've got to take care of the furnace. How it's about a that? bet. Mm-hmm. And that includes going down to look at it at five in the morning. Well, that's a hard bargain, but okay. <laughs> Am I going to enjoy kicking you out of bed at five o'clock in the morning? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'll see who it is, dear. Yeah, okay. I'll just curl up here on the couch and rest my eyes a little bit. Miss Ellerby. Well, come right in. How do you do, Mrs. Bumstead? Thank you. <laughs> oh, my, this room is so homey. Those beautiful curtains, the lovely furniture, the rugs, and oh, this cute dog sleeping on the couch. <laughs> hey, hey, cut out. Ah, how are you tickling? Hey, <laughs> get your hands off me. Now, oh, it's not a dog, it's a man. Huh? <laughs> yes, Miss Ellerby. Yes. Uh, this is my husband. How do you do, Mr. Bunstead? Yes. Uh, hello. Uh, you know, lying there with your tan suit on, mm. looking at me with those big brown eyes, I, I was sure you were a great dame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help scratching your ear. <laughs> Stop that. I beg your pardon, Mr. Bumstead. There's just such a resemblance. Yeah, oh, thanks. Uh, Miss Ellerby, you usually come to see us when something's wrong with Alexander's schoolwork. I hope it's not that tonight. Uh, Mrs. Bumstead, au contraire. Yeah, I... Uh, huh? I said au contraire. That's French for heck no. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder if Alexander is told you about his desire to be an actor. Oh, yes. You see, at school, we're having a little dramatic offering. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. If this offering is like the last dramatic offering, we'd be smart to refuse it. Uh, Mrs. Bumstead, Alexander has a brilliant talent. I don't think I'm overestimating his acting ability when I say he'll captivate his audience. And lay him in the aisles. Oh, oh that, that's nice. Alexander, an actor? Do you really think he has talent? Oh, yes. I definitely feel the kid has a lot on the ball. 
<laughs> hey, what, what do you teach, Miss Ellerby? English, of course. <laughs> and the drama. <laughs> yes, you can't tell, you know. Alexander might grow up to be another Clark Gable. <gasps> oh. <laughs> or Van Johnson. <gasps> or Montgomery Clift. Oh, I mustn't do this to myself. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about this, Miss Ellaby. I... Oh, Mr. Bumstead, it's a very interesting profession. Mm. The good actors make as much as two or three thousand a week. And that ain't hay. <laughs> Did you say ain't? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It just slipped out. Mm, yeah. What would the school board say if they knew you had now, said ain't? Mr. Bumstead, I, I yeah. hope... I hope you'll keep my little grammatical slip uh, strictly entre nous. Uh, entre nous? That's French for under your hat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, sure. Uh, now, uh, you won't discourage Alexander in his acting aspirations, will you? No, no, we won't say anything for a while, at least. Well, thank you. <laughs> now, I really must be running along, and thank you again so much. Well, I'm glad you dropped in, Miss Ellerby. Uh, au revoir. Yeah, Ford Coupe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Bumstead, I still say you'd make a wonderful great day. Mm -mm. That's a fine English teacher. Now, there, there, dear. I don't think you look like a great dame. Mm -hmm. Only a little bit around your muzzle. I, I mean, your mouth. Oh, Grandy. Oh, I'm just joking, dear. Oh, I think I just heard the back door. Mm -hmm. That must be Alexander. Oh, is that you, Alexander? Yes, it is I. <laughs> Alexander, what have you been doing? Oh, good evening, Peter. Huh? <laughs> good evening, Mater. Jeepers! I'm so sorry I was delayed. Oh, it's a splendid evening this evening. And this, Pop? Yeah. What kind of talk is that? <laughs> Alexander, is that you? It always has been. Been? <laughs> oh, look, look, Alexander, look, let's forget all that stuff, uh, Look, have you been fighting today? Oh, perish the thought. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, look, just answer yes or no, that's all. Yes or no. No, Peter. Hey, what is this Peter business? What is this? Oh, don't you know, old chap? That's British for Latin for my old man. Look, <laughs> <laughs> now what goes on here? Wait a minute, Dagwood. I know. It's what Miss Ellerby said. You mean that I look like a great dame? No. It's no. That no. Alexander might be a great actor. Oh. He's being an actor. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, I get it now, yeah. Well, Alexander, you just don't talk like yourself. Yeah, and you don't act like a real bumstead either. Well, I doubt if I have a shell again. I'm thinking of changing my name. Y Alexander. Yes, Peter? And don't call me Peter. I'll call you Peter. <laughs> Very well, sir. What do you mean you're thinking of changing your name? Well, Mater, I think what your father said about Peter goes double for Mater. <laughs> now, what's wrong with your name, please? Well, it doesn't have any dignity. What's the matter with Bumstead? Bumstead, Bumstead, Bumstead. It sounds like a man falling down the stairs. <laughs> and what name were you thinking of? Well, how about... Alexander Barrymore. <laughs> of course, it would only be my stage name. Hmm. Our stage, my name would be Alexander Gable. Slucky, yeah. <laughs> my girl's name is Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, see, Dagwood, he does want to be an actor. Oh, no, 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 not that, please. Yes, I can't decide whether to be an actor and be famous 
Or be a ham and make money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a decision. To be or not to be, that is the question. A Hamlet, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, I, I played Hamlet once myself. <laughs> I walked on the stage in tights and the audience laughed, and then I bent over and they split. <laughs> then, then I read my line. Parting is such sweet sorrow. And my pants came down with the curtain. <laughs> Dad would. Yeah. Now tell us all about this, Alexander. Oh, it's really nothing, except that you're looking at the star of the school play. Oh, my. Well, some of you and I decided that I was the most talented actor in our school. Mm. And about my fighting, Pop. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes. I mm. won't be in any more fights. Huh? Well, I wouldn't dare take a chance of marring my classic features. <laughs> you may not be an actor, but you're already a ham. <laughs> More like his father every day. Well, I've got to go upstairs for a moment now. I wish to see if I can put a little romantic wave into my hair. Uh, tell me when dinner's. No, holy smoke. How do you like that? Our son, an actor. My, you'd think he was a star already. I've never seen him put on such airs. And if he turns out to be good in the play... He probably won't even speak to yeah, her. Yeah, imagine, Alexander Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to see what happens. But don't you forget now, tonight you wash the dinner dishes. And yes. be sure you don't break any. Yeah, what are you going to do, Blondie? I want to do what you usually do. Oh, you do, huh? Well, let's see. <laughs> well, I sit in a big chair with my paper and get real comfortable and loosen my suspenders. And uh, you can do the best you can. <laughs> This is wonderful with Dagwood doing the dishes. If I can make some more bets like that, life is going to be very simple. Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> well, life will be simple, but we'll be eating off paper plates. Dagwood. <laughs> Well, that was your fault. No, it wasn't. You shouldn't buy such slippery soap. <laughs> Dishes are leaping out of my hands all by themselves. Well, what did you break? Uh, well, you know that gravy boat? Yes. Well, no one will ever sail in it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete shipwreck. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dear, you look very cute in that little apron of mine with the pink ruffles. Yeah, now, now, stop that. <laughs> Oh, may I powder your little nose? You cut that out. When my nose needs powdering, I'll powder it myself in the powder room. Oh, no, no. Uh, dear, I'd like to see you wear that apron every night when you wash the dishes. Oh, hey, Pop. Hey, Mom. I mean, oh, Father. Oh, Mother, dear. Yeah, yeah. What is it? I've been thinking about... Holy smoke. Pop's wearing an apron. Yes. He's doing the dishes. Gee, Pop, you look just like a girl. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great Dane. <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell you that I decided not to change my name to Barrymore. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, how does this sound? Alexander Boyer. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, but jays. 
You must come with me to the Casbah. <laughs> ah, Hedy, we will forget the word in the Casbah. Bar. Now go on upstairs and get after your studies, Alexander. And, and that doesn't include making faces at yourself in the mirror, either. Very well, Father dear. Yeah. And don't call me Father dear. Call me Pop dear. Well, whatever you say, sir. Oh, by the way, Mom. Yes, Alexander. Tomorrow morning, I think I'll have breakfast in bed. A tea bags and crimpets, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good night, Hambone. <laughs> My new character out of Mom and Pop. I'll talk it in this wastebasket so it'll make my voice sound hollow and gruesome. Oh boy, they both sound asleep. I'll hide down at the foot of the bed where they can't see me. There. Well, here it goes. Uh, what did you say, Blondie? Hey, what, what, what's that? What's that? What was what, Dad? I heard something awful. It was probably a mouse. Yeah, it sounded more like a moose. <laughs> oh, nonsense. You probably woke yourself up with your own snoring. Yeah, well, I don't snore that loud. Yes, you do. I've had to tell our neighbors that you're testing a foghorn for Point Magoo. Yeah. <laughs> you're dreaming, dear. <laughs> oh, I'm dreaming, and it sure is a gruesome dreaming. Dagwood, what was that? Yeah, well, I happen to ask you first. It, it all, all I know is that I'm scared silly. Well, t- t- turn on the light. I'd rather not. But somebody or something is in the room. That's why I don't want to turn on the light. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd rather not see it, Blondie. Well, I'm going to turn on the light. Dagwood, uh, do you see anything? Oh, Dagwood, do you see anything? <laughs> How can I? I've got my head under the covers. Well, I don't see anybody. Guess it must be just our imagination. Well, I'll turn the light off and let's get back to sleep. You cannot escape your doom. Oh, that did it. <laughs> Who's there? Evil spirit of Kaloon. Your doom is here. Get down on your knees and say your pajamas. I mean, say your prayers. Alexander Bunstead. <laughs> no, I'm Alexander Kyloff. <laughs> Alexander Bunstead. Where's that light switch? Well, how'd you like that bit of acting? Oh, Dagwood, I want you to take Alexander into his room and give him a... Dagwood? Dagwood? Alexander, look what you've done to your father. He's fainted. Get some water. Gosh, what a tribute to my acting ability. I laid him in the aisle. We'll continue our story in just a moment. But first, here's a message from the Ford dealers of America. More than 230,000 happy owners agree... It makes sense to drive the 1950 Ford before you buy any car at any price. 
And your local Ford dealer invites you to test drive this great new car in your own way. Yes, get behind the wheel of the new Ford, which again for 50 has won the Fashion Academy Award as America's fashion car of the year. Touch the starter and thrill to the instant response of the mighty Ford engine that whispers power. Now take this 50 Ford out into traffic and notice how completely easy it is to handle. Then to the open road and feel the big car stability, the solid comfort of Ford's famous midship ride. Then glide to a smooth, even stop with Ford's king-size brakes. You'll agree that in every way, here is the one truly fine car in its field. So call your nearest Ford dealer tomorrow. He'll be delighted to arrange a test drive in the new 100-horsepower V8 or its companion in quality, the 95-horsepower 6. See, hear, and feel the difference by test driving the new 1950 Ford. Well, after what happened last night, Dagwood didn't get back to sleep for a while, and consequently, he overslept this morning. He's a little late, and he's uh, had to whiz out the door to top speed. Hey, goodbye, Dagwood. Yes. Goodbye. Well, it's almost nine o'clock, and he's not here yet. This morning, he's going to be late for sure. One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, there's eight, but where's nine? Come on, you crooked clock. <laughs> Strike nine or I'll take you apart and give you the works. I made it. There. <laughs> Bumstead. Why is it that clock always waits for you? Oh, that's very simple, Mr. Dithers. I run very fast. <laughs> and according to Einstein, time approaches zero when the velocity of a mass approaches the speed of light. Well, you're a mass, all right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dithers, oh, uh, yes. <clears throat> uh, Blondie wanted me to, to uh, discuss a little something with you this morning. My answer is no, it... if it's about a raise. Uh, no, 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 it isn't about a raise. Oh, well, in that case, it... Just uh, sit down and rest your brain. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, I uh, have a problem. Well, what's unusual about that? I got a problem, too. I've been married to it for 24 years. <laughs> no, no, uh, this is about Alexander. <laughs> you know, uh, he wants to be an actor. You know, I was an actor when I was a boy. Yeah? The romantic type, of course. Mm -hmm. Women used to swoon when I... Quiver my nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, Mr. Githers, did you know Shakespeare? Why, certainly. <laughs> out, out, brief candle. <laughs> Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard a no amour. Ah. <laughs> Do I know Shakespeare? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I meant, uh, did you know him personally? Bum said Shakespeare died in 1616. Oh, excuse me. That's before your time, I guess, yeah. I was very small, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, I was a wonderful actor. But it wasn't easy for me. Yeah, it sounds like it wasn't easy for the audience either. <laughs> uh, Mr. Diddick, uh, what was your most difficult role? Trying to make ten the hard way. <laughs> oh, you mean acting? Yeah. Oh, well, get this. Ah, darling. 
Come with me to the Casbah. <laughs> you love me, so kiss me. Uh, Mr. Dillis, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> Come, sir. Now, who did that sound like? Yeah, it sounded a little bit like Alexander then. <laughs> Mr. Dillis. Look, now, please, couldn't you just come over home with me tonight and give Alexander a little fatherly advice? What's wrong with you? Well, you know how kids are. They don't pay any attention to what their parents tell them, but they'll listen to the first strip that comes along. (laughs) I mean the first dope. No, no, the... the, Well, they'll... Please, never mind the apologies. Yeah, well, anyway, you could uh, tell him about the disadvantages of being an actor, couldn't you? Disadvantages? Yeah. Well, actors make a lot of money and have to make love to beautiful women and have big homes with swimming pools. Mm-hmm. Have to make love to beautiful women and... Uh, uh, what are the disadvantages? <laughs> no, please, Mr. Dennis, you will talk to Alexander tonight now, won't you? Uh, what are you having for dinner? A roast prime ribs of beef with mashed potatoes and gravy. I'd be delighted. Hello, Mr. Dithers. Oh, hi, honey. Hello, Bundy. Mr. Dithers. Well, well. So this is the vest pocket James Mason. Hmm? Mr. Dithers, I'd like to have a little talk with you. You might at least wait until I ask you first. Well, we'll be out in the kitchen. Come on, Dad. No, I think I'd rather... Dad, Alexander, I understand that you... That's what I wanted to talk to you about, Mr. Dithers. You're a man of the world, aren't you? Well, I've been around, if that's what you mean. You catch on. You see, as an actor, I may have to play that I'm sort of devil-may-care type. You know, a a world with the girls. I thought you might be able to give me a few pointers. Alexander, you come to the right man. (laughs) What's the first approach, J.C.? Well, first you... J.C. I mean, Mr. Dithers. Uh That's better. Well, first you flatter the girl. If she's beautiful, tell her she's the most beautiful thing you ever saw. Tell her that compared to her, Ava Gardner looks like Gravel Gertie. Well, what do you do about homely girls? You avoid them. Is that all? Is that all? I could go on on the subject of women for three or four hours. Well, well, go on, Mr. Dithers, go on. Well, now, suppose you have a pretty secretary, and there she is, taking dictation. talking yet? Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Dithers, did you give Alexander some uh, fatherly advice? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, well, well, yes, yes. Uh, let's just call it advice. Yeah. Uh, come in. Where's Alexander now? Oh, he's just calling up Little Skirt. Uh, a girl he knows. Can I talk to Sylvia, Mrs. Gibson? Thank you. Did you talk him out of wanting to be an actor? Well, uh, uh, you see, I... Well, well go ahead. Uh, what were you talking about? Uh, Sylvia? Well, Hello, Sylvia. This is Alexander. How are you, you gorgeous hunk of plunder? <laughs> gorgeous hunk of plunder? Yeah, but what kind of talk is that? Well, I better be running along now. Well, certainly you are. Why, Sylvia, you make Ava Garner look like Gravel Gertie. Boy, Mr. Dithers, has she ever eaten it up? Well, I, I better be running along now. Listen, Luscious, if you're a good girl, I'm going to give you a break. 
I want you to carry my books to school tomorrow. You heard me. And wait outside so I won't have to ring your bell, see? And what if it is cold? It'll do you good. Song, baby! <laughs> See you later, fellas. Mr. Dithers. Yeah, well, what kind of fatherly advice was that? Well, I guess Alexander ought to be back home from school any minute now, huh? Dagwood, I don't mind Alexander becoming an actor later, but first he's got to live like a normal growing boy. We've just got to get this stage-struck business out of his head. It's almost impossible now. Wait a minute. I think I've got a dagger. Right. We'll do a little acting ourselves. Uh, what, what do you mean, Blondie? Well, when he comes home, mm. you can play a hard-boiled character like like Humphrey Bogart or Alan Ladd or Burt Lancaster. Hey, hey, hey I'd like that. And mm-hmm. I'll be a hard-boiled wife. Mm-hmm. We'll show him how much fun it is to have someone acting different parts at home well, all the time. Well, can you do it, dear? Well, I can try. I'm afraid it's going to be a traumatic experience for him, but it's all for the best. Oh, Mother, dear. Oh, Father. Wait, let him come in here. Yeah, and, and then we'll let him have it. Yeah. Oh, there you are, Dagwood. Yeah, it don't call me Dagwood, see? If you call me that again, it's going to be just too bad for you, shorty. Hey, what's the matter with Father, Mother? How'd I know what's the matter with your old man? Now, look here, Alexander. We don't like the way you talk, see? You sound like a sissy, see? <laughs> Who doesn't like the way I talk? Me and Bummy here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another thing. None of that panty waist talk or we'll fan your pants with a baseball bat, see? Holy smoke. Hey, what's the matter? What's wrong? And it's going to be just too bad for you if you threw your coat on the floor in the hallway. Hey, come on. Let's go take a gander and see if he did it, Bummy. Okay, baby. <laughs> I brought someone home with me. Good afternoon, Mr. Bumstead. Who's this gorgeous dame here? Come here, you beautiful hunk of junk. Bite you on the neck. Get me out of here. Oh, holy smoke. That was Miss Ellaby. Oh, my. What did I say, Blondie? Oh, Dagwood. Gee, you scared her out of the house. What will she think of us now? I don't know what to think of you myself. I just came home to tell you that I decided to give up after. Yeah, well, I didn't... Well, why didn't you tell us that before? Well, you see, they're starting a special gym course in judo, mm-hmm. and I can't act in the play and take the judo stuff, too. Oh, well, oh. that's a relief, Alexander. Yeah, it certainly is. It's more like it, son. I, You know, I like to have you learning a few de- self-defense tricks. What sort of tricks are they teaching you, dear? Well, here's one, Mom. I slip behind Pop like this, mm-hmm. crouch down, grab his coattails, and pull! Right there! Oh, that's how I did you. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R I L E Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. 
Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.